I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. Welcome to Be Natural, a place to come for the latest buzz in natural medicine. Episode 5, Holistic Fertility 101. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Renee. And I'm Dr. Amy. And today we're going to have a little bit of an addendum to the last podcast that we did on PMS. Because it turns out a lot of the rules that apply to treating PMS are actually very helpful for fertility as well. Exactly. So optimizing your reproductive system by optimizing liver function and seed cycling and all those things definitely carry over to helping get a bun in the oven. Exactly. And you know, there's a lot of specialists out there who are doing procedures and all kinds of great things to help women get pregnant. But what we want to talk about today are all of the fundamental things that are only going to help that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to touch upon a little bit more... Um, of the naturopathic and Chinese medicine approaches um, for fertility today. Right. Okay. So I know this is a topic you're passionate about. You treat a lot of fertility in your practice. I I do do. too, but I think you probably do a lot of acupuncture around it. Mm -hmm. I do. And I had a lot of patients in medical school get pregnant. I know I joke about that a lot. I'm like, I got so many people pregnant. (laughs) Dr. Renee has a reputation. I do. (laughs) Hardly. But um, there's nothing that brings me or... Any greater joy than helping bring more life into this world. So this is a topic we really love. Yeah, it's really it's really great. And yes. I really love working with women who come in with this um, goal as well. So let's kind of go through some of the fundamentals of fertility from our perspectives yeah. um, that maybe we didn't touch on in the last podcast, a little yeah. more specific for this. So I think so, the, one of the first things that we always want to look at is what are you putting into your body? So let's start with diet. Yeah, let's do that. So with women um, who are trying to get pregnant, we want to look at a really nutrient-dense diet. So we want to bring in all the foods that are going to give you all the nutrition you need in order to create a healthy womb for the baby. So um, what are foods that are really nutrient-dense? Vegetables, Mm -hmm. fruits, high-quality like grass-fed meats, that kind of stuff. Healthy fats, avocados, nuts. Think about nuts, if you can tolerate them, of course, um, as just like little like packs of nutrients. I mean, think about all the minerals that are in nuts and seeds that aren't in other foods. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always like to make sure those are in the diet, like seeds and nuts and obviously healthy fats, oils, avocado, coconut oil, olive oil, things Mm -hmm. like that. Those are really important, especially for hormone production too. Right. And then equally important important is wanting to avoid those inflammatory foods. Yes. And you know, we, we're kind of like a broken record on this topic, yep. Renee, because mm-hmm. we discussed it in other podcasts and we talk about it kind of every single day with our patients. Yes. But the reality is if you're eating a diet that's full of processed foods, lots of dairy, gluten, sugar, caffeine, alcohol, your body's going to express a level of inflammation that you're not going to want to have in the situation. Right. And, and you know, we, we talked about this earlier when we were chatting a little bit about how stress is a fundamental problem when people are having trouble getting pregnant. We want to make sure we're minimizing stress. And don't forget that food, the wrong foods, can be a form of stress. 100%. 
I, I really, with all my patients, look at diet first because it is the, the easiest thing you can do that doesn't cost a whole lot of money to change um, in order to optimize your health. So diets first, first and foremost. And for crucial. Sure. Absolutely crucial. crucial. Oh, if you're yeah. not doing that, then... See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. Yeah, right. so, so that's a really fundamental part. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And with that being said, yeah, alcohol, smoking, caffeine, um, you definitely want to remove those things from your diet, hundred or from your lifestyle. So just mm-hmm. nix those right yeah, away. Particularly the alcohol and the caffeine, yeah. and we talked about it before, but they're they're very quick to put your body into an imbalance in terms of the estrogen and progesterone levels. Definitely, and that's not going to help no. with anything regarding fertility. Right. And right. avoiding yeah. avoiding gluten, we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Like if you you need to avoid gluten, or if you're having trouble getting pregnant, I would then l- really look at removing that. Um, and some people really can't digest grains mm-hmm. too; that can cause an inflammatory response. So okay, that is something to look you know, at. I would love to hear you talk more about the Chinese medicine pieces of fertility. Okay, I'm, as you know, I'm your student <laughs> in this way, and I think it's always very fascinating. So we talked last time about the heart and the uterus marrying mm-hmm. each other. Will you just kind of briefly? touch on that again sure um so we did talk about that in the last podcast how how the heart and the uterus need to be in rhythm together Mm -hmm. but another thing I really do want to talk about is the kidney and so oh interesting so actually when I so if a patient comes in (laughs) Dr. Amy like has her head on her I'm I'm leaning like this is her thinking I'm taking thinker pose Mm -hmm. right now because I just I'm fascinated by it. So yes. the kidney. So the, the kidney. Chinese kidney. The Chinese kidney. So when we are brought into this world, we are brought in with a level of Jing, also known as essence. So it's called um, the essence that you are given when you're born. And you only have a finite amount of that. So if you, you know, are oh, a part, no, I'm going to run out of no, essence. No, you're not. You've got, you've got <laughs> essence. So... <laughs> I know. It's kind of a funny thing to talk about. I wish everyone was like here so I can have like a teaching session, but we'll do the best <laughs> we can. So your kidney jing or essence needs to be not totally depleted like you are when you're 70 years old in order to <laughs> have a baby and to make a new life. Um, so let's say someone comes in, is having a lot of miscarriages or things like that. I want to look at their lifestyle and their kidney essence and how um how healthy or how strong that is but um so let's say you get hot flashes at night or you're super cold during the day or super hot um your hair is graying pretty fast your um your your mucous membranes are really dry your skin's really wrinkled i would say your kidney chi maybe slightly or pretty depleted also your kidney jing as well so as you get older, yes, we get grayer hair. Yes, we get wrinkles. Yes, we get hot flashes or, you know, waves of heat, things like that. We can get chillier. Our muscles shrink, things like that. That is normal. That's part of life. But, you know, ages 20s to 30s to, you know, early 40s, mm-hmm. those things should be str- still pretty strong yeah, or so, still pretty intact. Yeah, I would um, imagine as, like, I, I was an older mom. I was 37 when mm-hmm. I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know that I was 
some things in my body, my body were not as spry as they were when I was 27. Right, so yeah. so when for women who are a little older and wanting to get pregnant, you probably focus a lot on that with your with your patients, yes. your, your acupuncture and Yes. Okay. So I definitely use acupuncture to help with stress management and to help the meridians be more open, especially the ones, you know, liver and spleen and kidney all have to do with um, reproduction. But yeah, herbs are amazing. I use a lot of Chinese herbs, mm-hmm. especially with women's health and stuff like that. I know this is kind of like a broad topic, but um, yeah, kidney, kidney jing, kidney essence, liver, um, liver chi, spleen chi, all of that is super important in order. Because you get your essence, your jing, and your chi going. Yeah. So <laughs> j- yeah, jing and essence are, are pr- the same thing, and then your chi is like your energy, your life force. So I think that's so fascinating. Yeah. Now, the adrenal glands, yes. our stress glands, are they, they're covered by the Chinese kidney yes. as well? Okay. Yes. Yes. She's saying There's yes with like yes. a little kind yes. of. Yes. I would say so, absolutely, yes. Because adrenals are definitely something that I, from a more kind of European background and training in my naturopathic practice, I focus a lot on with my women who are trying to get pregnant. Oh my gosh, and that kind of brings us into stress. Yeah, we alluded to it a little bit a while ago, but you really have to manage your stress. And I talk a lot with my patients about, you know, you really need to get good sleep Forget the caffeine. Mm-hmm. I, I tease my patients a lot, and I say, you know, caffeine is like stress in a cup. It is. You're Ugh. just drinking stress. <laughs> so if we're trying to minimize stress, drinking caffeine is not potentially going to be all that helpful. No, and that's not what the womb wants. You have to you have to think of your uterus being a healthy, happy home for the baby, mm-hmm. and it doesn't want any stressors. It just wants like love and light and health <laughs> and nutrition. I mean, you really have to think of it that way. You can't. You are kind of feeding your womb. You are hundred <laughs> percent. So, stress is huge. I mean, if you are having trouble getting pregnant, like I say, I say this to all my my um, patients who are trying to get pregnant. Like, you have to just let it be what it's going to be. And you're going to get pregnant when the timing's right. So just let yeah. that go. You know, we right hear away. we hear those stories all the time when somebody's been struggling with getting pregnant mm-hmm. and then they just decide to be at peace mm-hmm. and let it just go that they, they get, get pregnant. pregnant. 100%. Yeah, we've. I think we probably all have heard those stories. Yeah. And, and I think the reason is exactly that. The hormones are so profoundly affected by our level of stress mm-hmm. and anxiety. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting a little choked up, Renee. Oh, I know. It's a special topic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so it affects so many families all over the world. So mm-hmm. it's a good topic. Yeah. So I, I want to just touch on a few things that I think people should make sure they're getting checked. Yes. Um, you know, we, we talked about the adrenals, and, and there are tests that you can do to check for adrenal health. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's also some stuff you should be checking around your thyroid gland. I think it's really an important oh, yeah. part of this piece. And so if you haven't had a full workup on your thyroid, you've been trying to get pregnant, you haven't, you should. Mm-hmm. And that isn't just a TSH. I would encourage a free T3, a free T4, potentially even some of the antibodies for thyroid and potentially reverse T3. Yes. So I always make sure that if my patients have been seeing a conventional doctor and they haven't run those labs, that I, I do that. Um, also important is the FSH levels mm-hmm. and the LH levels that can tell you a little bit more about your estrogen, progesterone, and kind of where your ovaries are in terms of their tiredness, their loss of gym, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So make sure those are being done. 
And then, you know, a couple things I see get missed a lot and have been important for some of my patients are doing a vaginal culture just to make sure the environment in the vaginal vault, I love that term, (laughs) because it it alludes to such a strong place in the body, the vaginal vault, but to make sure the ecosystem in the vaginal vault is healthy so that the cervical mucus is healthy and the sperm has a healthy place to land when it gets there. Yes. Oddly enough, I think that single um, aspect of a woman, ha- you know, can foul her up a little bit in her efforts to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do encourage women to get that done. And then, what else do we look? Oh, estrogen Pro- progesterone. Yes. But you know, I love throwing that in on my cortisol testing. Yeah, the saliva panels can be really helpful in that way. And if women are um, have slightly lower or low progesterone levels, we often see miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that those levels are high enough and optimal enough in order to carry um, a full pregnancy. So that's important. Yeah, that's a really crucial piece of the puzzle. Yeah, a few other things that you can look at diagnostically to see where you are are you know things that you can just do yourself and that would be like checking your basal body temperature you should see about a one degree jump after ovulation um, when your progesterone comes up and that that'll tell you too are you having a healthy ratio kind of switch between the estrogen and the progesterone ratios in your body and then also mid-cycle looking for signs of ovulation and and looking to see if you're having that that um, mucus, that cervical mucus that indicates ovulation, that kind of that stringy egg white type mucus, yep. mm-hmm. it's important to have that. And that's clear. It's a clear. lot of patients get a little confused and they're like, wait, egg white? white. No. Not cooked. It's, it's that <laughs> uncooked egg white, so it's clear. Yeah, you know, kind of that jelly, kind of stringy, stringy. stringy. Mm-hmm. There's actually kind of an architecture to that kind of mucus. I read an article once, Renee, where they were talking about how there's actually this structure within that mucus that's like, yes. it creates tubules, almost like little elevators to the top that kind of pulls the sperm up into that the uterus. That is so cool. Super so cool. cool. Oh my gosh, our bodies are so amazing. They are. They are so amazing. Um, okay, so that's some of the fundamentals on some things that we should make sure you're checking. Okay, so let's talk about sex. Let's talk about You it. need to have orgasms. <laughs> you need to have sex. <laughs> when I was getting pregnant, my doctor said, you need to have an orgasm when you, you know, because it helps get things all juiced up down there. It totally does. It helps the release of oxytocin and then, yeah. And then yeah, the sperm good, are, good and things yeah. happen. And then the sperm is more likely to... You know, I connect with I talk I talk with women who come in for fertility and and it's almost like they're setting an alarm. Oh, it's ovulation day. Okay, right. we have to mechanically have sex. Have fun. Like <laughs> go on vacation candles. and do it. Yeah, yeah like you, it needs to be you need to make this about love and creating a like an easy stress-free space. I mean, and mm-hmm. also another thing though, like yeah, you need to have sex enough but you don't want to have it every day, multiple times a day. That depletes your jing, mm-hmm. number one, back mm-hmm. to the Chinese medicine. And it depletes sperm. <laughs> depletes sperm count. You want the sperm count to be high enough, and you don't want the women or the men's jing to be depleted. And if you do it too much, it's just too much. So stress-free, open heart, have fun, have an orgasm, and make sure the sperm count is high. Yes. Those are the keys yes. to the sex yes. piece of this. So okay. some people, and yes, it is most optimal to do it around ovulation. So day 13, 14, maybe skip 15, 
try again 16 mm-hmm. see where you are and um, see if that works for you and you know it, it can take several months like it can mm-hmm. take it can take several months. It's not abnormal. It's, I think no. the average time to get pregnant yeah. is something along five or six months exactly. or something. So, and even if it doesn't happen then, keep trying. Be relaxed about mm-hmm. it. And then if it's up to one year, you know, you yeah. may want to get further. That's what I tell my kids. Sure. If you hit like 11, 12 months and you've been trying every month, then I think it's time to get a little more serious about some things. Definitely. Okay. And then I did say, like, light some candles, things like that. But I want to talk about endocrine disruptors and things that can Mm. get in the way of good hormone health and reproductive health. So um, things that can disrupt your endocrine system are scented candles. So if you're going to buy scented candles, make sure they're um, all natural, organic, stuff like that. Also, what you put on your skin is a huge endocrine disruptor. I don't use anything that's not almost 100%. Or yeah, I'm I'm really crazy about that. So I, I use am every, too. We're, yeah, we yeah. both don't use anything that's not 100% natural and from the earth. Um, you can find most of these things at like Whole Foods, natural grocers, mm-hmm. new seasons. Pharmaca, places Pharmaca. like that. Yeah, so and also go to skindeep.com or ewg.org. I can't remember which one it is, but... You can type in a product and it'll tell you how toxic or um, inflammatory those products yeah. are, and then you know. What's Thankfully, bad there's for you. a lot more brands around yeah. skincare and makeup and shampoo and oh. personal care products I love that Acure. are looking at this. A Cure is amazing mm-hmm. for um, shampoo and conditioner. I love RMS Beauty mm-hmm. and Jane Iredale. So many of my patients come to me for like acne and beauty and things like that and I have like a whole list yeah. of all the products we, you have to do the research yeah there's a couple I have, I have a friend who started the line the, the spa doctor yes Dr. Kate's and it's lovely it's lovely and I also have a friend who started a line um, Anne-Marie Fine does a lot of talking mm-hmm. about toxicity in our personal care products mm-hmm. and she actually just launched a book around this oh, so look so Google her and, yeah. and read her book and she has resources in her book mm-hmm. so um it, yeah, it's it, thankfully a lot more options than there used to be. And yes. actually really good quality products yep. that help your skin. Yep. Not just, you know, not They're just stuff that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and a big one um, is nail polish. And I know so many of you women are like, oh my God, no, I don't want to stop nail polish. I will say it's a huge endocrine disruptor. Like I rarely paint my nails anymore, but if I do, I use... Um, Mineral Fusion, Fusion, or Pacifica. You want to use um, nail polish that you can find at like Whole Foods again. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have the formaldehyde. That doesn't have all the toxins and the chemicals in there. Ugh, you'd be so surprised how different you'd yeah, feel. Yeah, there's you stop painting getting your nails. to be better it's options crazy. with that as well. Yeah, which, thankfully. Yeah. So you know, and the other thing I want to say when we're on this topic is don't eat out of plastic no. if you can Ugh. help it. Yep. Don't heat things in plastic. Don't freeze things in plastic. Glass. Switch to glass and stainless steel. Mm-hmm. Um, the best that you can. Yes. And um, you know, if you if you just do that one thing, um, that can make a huge difference in your hormone health in general. Yep. Okay. Serious topic. It feels like today. Yes. But. You know, it can be very emotional for people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So we take it very seriously. We do. And um, also, I wanted to talk about, like, preconception. So what does that mean? So you, if you want to have a baby, I, you need to think about the future. Like, yes, in a perfect world, you can be like, I'm healthy, want to have a baby, get pregnant tomorrow, da 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 But in 
the medicine we practice, we really feel like it's important to prep the womb for nine months before you want to conceive. In a perfect world, that's what you would do. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I'll most likely do before we want to get pregnant one day down the road. But you want to do all of these things that we talked about as far as diet, stress, mm-hmm. um, endocrine disruptors, also making sure you're exercising not too much, mm-hmm. just enough. Um, nine months before you want to conceive, right. you need, like we said, you need to make the womb happy, healthy, prep it for baby. I agree. Like you net, like you know how you nest and you mm-hmm. get the nursery ready? Mm-hmm. You need to do that for the right. womb nine months before right. you want to conceive. Right. And it's a huge concept that a lot of women are foreign to, but I am so passionate about it. And it's honestly, you want to have your eggs in the sperm. And the men need to do this too. So your partner and yourself need to both kind of detox and be as healthy as possible before you get pregnant. I completely agree. Yeah. And a lot of what we talked about, again, last time in our PMS mm-hmm. podcast and the um, before we talked about digestion, yes. those systems, like the tips we gave in those podcasts, are really good tips for prepping for pregnancy exactly. as well. Definitely. Right, for men and for women. Yep. It's really great. And the other thing I will add to this in prepping for pregnancy is really taking care of your emotional health. Oh, yes. You know, if you've got stuff to process and deal with, do it like get get some counseling do some homeopathy have some acupuncture you know really um clear the cobwebs a little bit i think it's going to make your as as a mom i can tell you i I think it makes the experience just that much better when you kind of just put a lot of the things that maybe are dragging you down behind you and you're you're just moving forward in this very healthy way oh i love that and i think it's so important to do that especially before you conceive because so many people don't talk about this and I've read so many books I've done a lot of personal work around this as well but you pass on emotions thoughts feelings situations that happen to you when you're pregnant to your baby in utero so it is a generational lineage thing that you pass on so you definitely need to clear the cobwebs you definitely need to be in the right headspace and the right relationship with your body and your mind and everything in order to create the healthiest life you can for this child mm-hmm. so I love that you said that oh That's, well thank you yeah, it's so personal great. experience no, and I think so that important. there's benefits to being an older mom and having a little more perspective yeah. <laughs> when you get pregnant yeah. so um, so don't rush it if you don't yeah. you know if you're young just live your life I mean do what you want to do but you know you have time we have patients that get pregnant in their early 40s no problem yeah. and it's great so yeah absolutely there's not as much pressure as you think all right. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's really helpful information for you if you're thinking along those lines. Is there anything else you want to say, Dr. Renee? I think that's the best place to start. And I yeah. think we we added a lot to the conversation. Yeah. So, no, I think we're good. Fabulous. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Natural Radio for more tips and tricks on how to live your healthiest life. This podcast is sponsored by Real Beauty Food Inc., makers of skin tea. Thanks so much.